Oh, hot damn, we're back. Goodness uh, me. Fuck, yeah. Goodness me. Uh, welcome to the show, listener, listeners. Uh, my name is Kieran. I'm with Darcy, as always, here. Hello, listener, listeners. How was your New Year's, Darcy? My New Year's was absolutely lovely. Robin and myself sat on the couch, mm. had some uh, had some wine, and watched some movies. We watched Bird Box, was one of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw Bird Box. What did you think? I, I, I enjoyed the progressive depiction of people with mental health issues mm. as being uh, demon soldiers in waiting. <laughs> yeah, really I nice. also found that uh, a good, refreshing, <laughs> forward-thinking uh, thing. I liked I, the parts of the movie where the structure of it meant that there were long stretches of about 20 minutes where you knew exactly what was going to happen and had to watch it play out in excruciating detail. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an excruciating experience, punctuated by moments of enjoyable oddness. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked that Tom Hollander just turned up and did a bit where he bait, just chewed all the scenery into <laughs> yeah. pulp and then fucked off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. But the bit that gave away that he was a dangerous psychopath mm. was that he'd done some like harmless sketches. Yeah. That was dumb, because it's like, if you're not going to show the monster of the film, don't have... Just you, you do the eyes thing. The yeah, eyes thing the was eyes a was much fine. better reveal. We don't need to have a nod to Lovecraft, yeah. which appears to be creeping into everything now. Yeah, yeah. Which I blame Bethesda. Yeah, maybe that's accurate. People don't really know how to use it to its best effect, I find, but... We'll no. see. No, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, my New Year's was spent in Tasmania, seeing the various gollywog displays that that proud Ah. state still has up, uh, both in the country and in the very centre of the capital city. So, while we were were grappling with active racism in Melbourne, you were enjoying the more gentle, passive racism experience of being in the Shire. Yeah, and it was very quaint and pastoral. The actual New Year's uh, thing, we were in a country town and we fucked up and there wasn't really enough booze, so everybody was sitting around being like, hmm, I'm very sober. (laughs) I hope that it's New Year's soon so that we can open the one (laughs) bottle of champagne between seven that we've provided. (laughs) Uh, We fucked up real bad there. But uh, yeah, Tasmania was nice. Other than that, other than the racism. Well done, Tasmania. Yeah, good on you, Tazzy. Uh, So, all of that said, let's start the fucking show. Let's get this show on the road a modest house a picket fence a couple kids some common sense a job to pay your mortgage or your rent and all these goals are understood but misery is a public good so come and feed your sorrows till you're spent well just to come Said the icebergs only dead ahead The men will keep the engines fed I have a deal with God We're at the end of history There ain't a hope for you or me When workers philanthropically Believe in the economy But what a feast The tired eyes The poison earth The boiling skies Everyone their own death spies Remember when the world was wise we No, 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 no Alright Fuck man I feel the ring rust I'm excited to get back into it And work those suplex angles Yeah Back out uh, What's your first headline? My first headline is from the Sydney Morning Herald. Mm. How Peter Credlin has become the Liberal Party's great right hope. 
which is really weirdly difficult to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got everything of just being like super ill-conceived, <laughs> the exact opposite of the zeitgeist at the moment, and then also being difficult to say despite being a play on words. Yeah, it is a play on. It's a play on Great White Hope. Yeah, which refers to was a, a title granted to about half a dozen different North American boxers mm. who were all slated to beat Jack Johnson. And this is why it's actually, I think, quite a good metaphor, unbeknownst to the writer, mm. all slated to defeat Jack Johnson and reclaim the heavyweight champion of the world title for the master race. And who I he didn't know that. He stomped all of them into the fucking ground. Yeah. Jack good. Johnson was the first black boxer ever to be heavyweight champion of the world. It was very difficult for him to get the title because the number of people who just refused, flat out refused to fight him. Mm. But we finally did. And then, yeah, we had these various great white hopes that were all anointed as such by the press. Interesting. came out of retirement to show, and this was a genuinely held uh, feeling at the time, that a black man could not consistently defeat a white fighter. Yeah. And he, yeah, he turned them all into paper mache mm. really easily. He was an amazing boxer. And uh, so let's hope, let's hope it continues. <laughs> Bring on more great white hopes, conservatives. They all bomb and die. But pretty remarkable that he went on then to have a career in soft Byron Bay themed hippie music as well. Hmm. I'm not proud after, of that joke. Uh, look, uh, after defeating half a dozen great white hopes, yeah. it is necessary to relax I'm not even sure that I have the right name <laughs> for that one dude that was around. I don't know who, to whom you refer. Some guy, some I'm acoustic not, crooner. I'm not hip with these sorts of things. So why is Peter Credlin the great right hope? Ah, well, funnily enough, the article doesn't really go into that. It's essentially just a panegyric by a man called John Ruddick, mm. who is a disgraced former president of something to do with the Liberal Party, mm. who has written a book called... Make the Liberal Party Great Again. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, it is full, one assumes, with the following sorts of doggerel. Mm. Credlin has fierce critics, but great leaders do. It strengthens <laughs> them. Attacks on Credlin, the political staffer, were vague, and just another front in the campaign to bring down her boss, Tony Abbott. Yeah. The yeah. slights against her at that time are cancelled out by the electoral scoreboard. She was chief of staff to an opposition leader who was derided as unelectable. Within a year, Credlin played a leading role in helping Abbott almost defeat a first-term government, which hadn't happened since 1931. Mm. Indeed, Abbott morally won in 2010, <laughs> but <laughs> lost thanks to two ex-Nat independents who betrayed their electorates. At the next election, <laughs> Abbott crushed Labour and in his victory speech thanked Credlin above all other politicos. Mm. <laughs> Tony Abbott's legacy is one that we think of as being one of the success most and shithouse politicians <laughs> yeah. in Australian history. The only reason that we can't call Scott Morrison unambiguously <laughs> the worst Prime Minister <laughs> of the last 50 years is just because this of Abbott. bizarre, venomous weed that got itself <laughs> yeah. into the Liberal Party. Although, I mean, he's, he's the inevitable conclusion of the direction they've been heading in for some time, but yeah. gosh, he was so bad. He really was. How you can see his victory 
as anything other than a protest against Gillard is beyond me. Yeah. Because it was 100% anti-Gillard sentiment. There was no... People were not holding uh, out mean, for the yeah. mess- messianic greatness of Tony Abbott. <laughs> uh, there was a sizable contingent of fucking far-right loon bags, but they didn't make up the, the massive uh, electoral No, they didn't swing sure. it. They didn't swing it. It's yeah. just enough Labour supporters got... Well, that, that, that delicate gyroscope in the centre of our politic mm. became sufficiently disillusioned with Labour that they... Yeah. Pro- flipped. Flipped. Protested. I still think if people had realised that uh, Tony Abbott was going to win, voting may have been conducted differently. Yeah, that's it's one of those votes. It's like the Brexit vote. It's yeah. interesting. The, the... Oh, no! Yeah, My vote finally mattered the one time <laughs> yeah. I didn't want it to. <laughs> yeah. Once I threw my vote into the bottomless pit and it turns out it wasn't that deep and there were a ton of us doing it. Now the pit's gone. The pit was useful. Yeah. For getting rid of garbage. It's like the like Tony Abbott. The boss walks in during the two minute interval where you've finally stopped serving all the customers and are looking for the next thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. God damn <laughs> it. It gets better because right. we have endorsement from Uh-huh. Piers Morgan. Oh, Piers Morgan, voice of Notorious the Notorious Weatherbell. Mm. Weathervane, Piers Morgan. He stumbled across a Credlin video and tweeted, Can we make this Aussie newsreader our PM with immediate effect? High praise from an independent observer. <laughs> She's not a newsreader. <laughs> He's so absolutely... Piers Morgan. I mean, Piers Morgan's idiot. an idiot. This, this, is the, this is high praise from the man who said Daniel Craig was emasculated because yeah. he was looking after his child. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Is this the James Bond that we grew up loving? A man with a child in physical contact with his imagine, own body? Imagine a national hero who cares for his child. <laughs> yeah, it uh, is completely in fairness, against not, the grain of British. the British yeah. national character, for sure. But still... What a piece of crap. Yeah, he's an absolute piece of shit. But he's so, just, yeah, can't even get a bloody job right. But he believes in it. But anyway, all this has come about because Andrew Broad has re- retired Broad, in shame yeah. because he uh, was a, a randy idiot mm-hmm. who... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just ev- everyone's worst idea of the most embarrassing middle-aged moron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If this you're is... paying a woman to keep you company, don't brag about how great you are as your main point of conversation with yeah. her. Yeah. If you can't see the contradiction there, no. then you do not have the brains to be in politics. A hundred percent. Also, I just think that if, like... Sexy conversations. I loathe to use that word, but I can't think of a suitable placeholder. Andrew if, Broad, sexy conversation. Yeah, if a conversation that comes out and it's that embarrassing, yeah. I think you should just immediately be disqualified from public o- office for the lack of self-awareness. Let's go. Do you know I'm the junior deputy gimp in the department of yeah SFA. How how do you write that? The famous paragraph about, I run my hand down your neck, bring you closer and whisper g'day, mate. How do you, how do you write that as ostensibly an effort 
to get a woman hot for you and send know. it and believe that it's fine. When literally every other person who saw it immediately was like, that's one of the skeeziest fucking <laughs> dumb things I've ever seen. <laughs> every other human on earth it's- reacts identically. It's true. It was a unifying moment, wasn't it? Yeah. That at least is something he's achieved. Yeah, um, yeah. Quite remarkable in this day and age. But, uh... There's yeah. speculation that Peter might be running for his seat. Yeah. Cool. Uh, because in Victoria, uh, the coalition do not protect one another's seats. They feel free to run for whatever's available. Mm. Which apparently is not the done thing in other parts of Australia. Yeah. Well, what was the name of that dirtbag who had his seat... There was the thing where his seat was going to be protected or not protected, and he oh, chucked a tanty in the that gym. That fat psycho, yeah. yeah. Whatever that dude's That's name right. is. We literally talked about him on the We show, did, but, but he's such a pointless and gross yeah. entity. There's The only reason to know about him is because he's evidence that the mm. so-called moderates in the Liberal Party are so moderate in their moderatism that they can't... Uh, These are people who'd let themselves die from cancer, just watching the tumours grow and worrying about it. Yeah. (laughs) Idiots. Fucking, yeah. Um, (laughs) So Peter Credlin, MP. Yeah. We have that to look forward to, potentially. uh, If she... (laughs) Credlin is apparently waiting to see who the Nats pre-select. If she nominates for Liberal pre-selection, who would run against this Amazonian... That's a quote from the article. No, it's not. It <laughs> can't be. It is. This whole thing beggars <laughs> fucking belief. It's like, this is actually a piece of uh, political analysis, an attempt at political analysis that's been written in the style of a 1950s comic book introduction <laughs> paragraph. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, yep. But anyway, I, I hope that Peter Credlin does get the seat. I hope mm. she is the great right hope, because, uh, perfect. Yeah. The, the more of these lunatics we can stuff into the Liberal Party, the deader it is. Yeah. You know that they'll be gagging for it because they're desperate for women to prove that they don't have the woman problem that they have. That's right. So, they'll be all for it. Yeah. And, of course, that means they are going to choose the women who currently want to stand up and be a part of that culture, which is Peter Credlin's. Yeah, yeah. Just mad, frothing maniacs. Yeah, 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 yeah. She she is a uh, piece of work. I hope that they continue with this uh, this uh, wordplay choice as well, and we get, like, right pride worldwide, and <sighs> we must secure a future for the right race. It's okay right to be right. It's okay to be right. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's fucking move on, though, shall we? Let's move on. Speaking of Australian uh, morons, Bob Catter <laughs> wants uh, Australian children to take low-powered air rifles and shoot cane toads and is proposing 40 cents for each toad uh, gotten. Now, Queensland does have a cane toad problem. It does. Culling is not the worst thing in the world, but it takes a particular sort of genius to come up with this solution of uh essentially like 
conscripting children into like a, a cult. A, like a little rascal's yeah. version of the Glanton gang from Blood Meridian. <laughs> inevitably, they'll push further inland and start murdering indigenous Australian toad communities uh, and scalping them. I'm just thinking about... I'm thinking about, like, the, the, the rat catchers in London in, like, the 19th, early 20th century. Yeah. Where you were, there was a bounty of was like a copper coin for a brace of rats or something. Yeah. It did yeah. absolutely nothing to stop. The only thing no. it achieved <laughs> was that it, children got hepatitis from rat yeah. bites. <laughs> it's interesting that, like, the presence of roving rat murder squads <laughs> only adds to the reputation of the place as being utterly infested by rats. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> conceptually, it meant that there were more rats than. There are now more illnesses as well. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It increases the impact of the rats. Yeah. Kids, firstly, where are the kids getting these air rifles from? Are they like toy style? I don't know what it takes to kill a cane toad. It wouldn't take more than an air rifle. So when he says low powered rifle, you would still have to have, Mm. you'd need, you'd need something strong enough to not just puncture the skin, but cause internal damage so it's got to have more kinetic energy than an air rifle all right it would be it would be a rifle that a child would be more than capable of causing serious harm to another child with yeah yeah if that's the direction you were going in oh i mean eventually i was going to come around to that that's a part of the story which you cannot ignore child death to (laughs) yeah 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 almost instantly almost instantly and it's such a drastic like loosening of our like laws and culture surrounding firearms that it's wild it's a crazy fucking idea it's, well, like bob catter is a fucking it's crazy a classic man. right-wing solution which is okay this problem's pretty bad mm. i have got a solution that is so much worse than the problem <laughs> yeah it's gonna make the problem seem like it's not a problem anymore yeah like okay that's quite theological thinking but yeah. At least it's initiative, I suppose. It's like when you get to season nine of the television show version of bringing in mongoose- mongooses to kill the snakes, where it's like, <laughs> instead of <laughs> introducing a natural predator, it's like, well, yeah, privately contracted gangs of child <laughs> mercenaries to and go and gonna... take care of the toad problem. <laughs> Gonna get special special fly-in mm. visas so Indonesian children <laughs> can do it. Yeah. Once our ones get too organised, even with every Queenslander actively trying to hit every toad they see on the road, which is a much more efficient fucking way of killing them than with air. If you want to kill, that if hasn't you want, done. If you want to curb the population, you need a cane toad version of myxomatosis or something. Yeah. It's not you. Myxomatosis. Completely. The, this idea that hunters who kill, like, five things each a day are going to have a meaningful impact on a population that multiplies so exponentially is I mean, maybe it's a a tacit, like, uh, admission of something. It's like, well, we managed to hunt the thylacine to extinction. Why can't we do it with the drastically out-of-control overpopulated cane toads that we introduced? (laughs) The uh, most notoriously impossible to kill by convention. I mean, the thylacine mm. was, of course, an extremely... Because it's an apex predator, they're mm. really easy to kill because yeah. they have absolutely no adaptability. Yeah. And th- fucking long gestation periods. Yeah. Whereas all cane toads do is survive shit and replicate. That's yeah. it. <laughs> replicate in the dozens. Then because they're not fucking... They're the most unspecific animals ever. So they can just do whatever yeah. every all food is fine for them all climates are fine for them yeah they came they came from a central american jungle 
and they are perfectly at home in a dry desert. There's yeah. nothing you can do yeah. other than give them a virus. But you know what? They look cute. So <laughs> I'm honestly not look, sure who I'm for. They look cute in the context of things in Queensland, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That can't be uh, ignored. <laughs> uh, but that's the story of... Prehistoric insects. <laughs> yeah. The, their teeth is just a drill that yeah. drills directly into your fucking <laughs> lumbar Punch spine. through the roof of your car with their... <laughs> Yeah, the terrifying things from, uh, from Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that film was just shot on location in Queensland, and they captured that shot by accident, and then were able to edit it seamlessly into the film. Yeah, the hunter was actually um, Peter Dutton's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interestingly, he also played. Uh, oh, fuck, I can't. I can't pull that joke together. Uh, but I do know that the crowds of monkeys only required uh, minor post-processing effect after just filming some Queenslanders. That's the end of that joke. Uh, <laughs> what's your next Probably headline? Probably for the best. My next headline is... I just is... had to make sure I killed the segment before just moving on from remind... it so that the listener didn't think that there was anything left in that tank. I just want to remind Australians that uh, there are populations around the world who are at least as stupid and mental as we are, mm. uh, excluding, of course, the, the ever-present America. Mm. Yeah. Uh, in this case, we're going to deal with how stupid and insane Greece is. Yay! So, I love uh, our Greek friends. <laughs> They've got a really pleasant, interesting international news aesthetic. <laughs> they really do, don't they? Do you notice that all the guys who um, resign from Greek parliament all look exactly the same? Which yeah. is, they all look like... If, if, if Joe Hockey was to, <laughs> to not have that kind of benign stupidity expression, mm. but actually manifested his in, innate wickedness on his face... Yeah. They all look like the the evil Joe Hockey. Yeah, they pretty much do. Yeah. So what's happened is Macedonia yeah. has been in negotiations with Greece since its independence from Yugoslavia Yeah, uh, over this whole thing where they'd like to be able to call their country by its name. Mm. And uh, Greece will not let them do... won't let them join the EU or NATO <laughs> until they promise to not be called Macedonia. Yeah, yep. Now, this is because mm. Greece already has a province called Macedonia. <laughs> so this is the Hungry Jacks Burger King of yeah, international this is, relations. This is literally an issue that inflames such rage in Greece yeah. that they have had protest marches numbering in the thousands about mm. it. Mm. And their resident right-wing loon... Uh, Panos Komenos yep. uh, from the Independent Greeks Party. Yes, of course. Is no longer able to support Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras and he has resigned. He's no longer going to be the Defence Minister. Okay. And the reason for this yeah. is not because of the many betrayals of the Greek people that Alex Tsipras is actually guilty of. Mm. It is because he has agreed that if Macedonia calls itself the Republic of North Macedonia... <laughs> then that is sufficiently different from the Greek province of Macedonia. For this is an outrage. Him to stop economically and diplomatically fucking an incredibly vulnerable and inoffensive country. <laughs> incredibly. <laughs> 
It's so dumb. Macedonia has not done anything since literally Alexander the Great was born there. <laughs> it's a totally harmless place unless you live within its borders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just... But there genuinely is a belief in Greece mm. that the Macedonians want to call their country Macedonia, not because it has just always been known to, as Macedonia by the people that live there. No, it's part of a plot to somehow annex Greek Macedonia. Yeah. Despite the fact that Macedonia they... is a, has a population of seven people and nine sheep, and yeah. Greece is in NATO and therefore allied with France, yeah. America, yeah. and uh, Great Britain. Why and, would that and be? And then tangentially uh... also uh, has an excellent working relationship with uh, Japan and South Korea through CETO. Mm. What... Apparently all... Oh, and Turkey, just by the way, is also in NATO. Yeah. All these countries will somehow be unable to stop the Macedonians mm. acquiring Greek territory if the name is the same. Yeah, yeah, because that's how it works. Yeah, it's like they've been playing some kind of computer game. This is the sort of and stuff... And think that you can win through, like, a programming exploit. Or yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Bizarre. This is the sort of stuff that makes me feel like a moron, because <laughs> I assume that there's some kernel of information that I don't have that must be so self-evident that regular Greek people are getting up in arms about it. And so there's some, like, missing nugget in my in my understanding of the world. That's that's how I start thinking, because it just makes no sense to me, this sort of, uh, this sort of politic where people get up in arms about the name of a place. Or... It 100% makes no sense. Mm. Um, it's, it's the kind of out of far right field, just surrealism. Yeah. That you get, I, I assume, cynically to distract people, but then it gets out of control. Yeah. Like the African gangs in Melbourne. Yeah. Where all we, everybody was really surprised to wake up one day and be told that we were frightened of. Beset by these terrifying, <laughs> ter- roving marauders. Because apparently, somewhere in our city, there's a group of 16 disaffected teenagers who yeah. are causing trouble. Yeah. Which is so shocking in a population of four and a half <laughs> million people. I don't know how we could possibly cope. Yeah. And now that's just entrenched and people say it as a given. Uh, and it's yeah. and it's building and the idiots go, oh, no, we've lost control of the stupid thing that we started. Yeah. Totally foreseeably. Uh, yeah. Macedonia. I don't know. I, yes, I, I assume that is part of it. But it has reached a level now where it's beyond funny this is why they've always been known mm. as the former yugoslavian republic of macedonia because <laughs> they officially didn't have a name yeah yeah because the greeks wouldn't let them join europe or nato <laughs> because of this fucking because of no this. you can't do it this is, this is like i heard a story about the john butler trio uh where <laughs> they went to they had a bit of time off and then they went back to the recording studio and one of the trio guys had dreadlocks and John Butler made him <laughs> cut his hair because John Butler was the only one that was allowed to have dreadlocks. That was his brand. The but trio can't have bre- the trio dreadlocks. Trio can't have dreadlocks. John Butler has dreadlocks. What Macedonia ni- can't have what Macedonia. A ni- what a nice old hippie. John Butler. <laughs> yeah, absolutely pleasant man. Um, uh, hell, Ocean's the, a good listener. Look, the, uh, the only reason we don't have this problem with Wales is mm. that they they are actually secretly hoping that we do annex them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
That was the other thing that I was going to say is like, fuck, wait until they hear about how the we name shit. The world is awash with, because yeah. of colonialism, it's yeah. inevitable, the world is awash with places that have the same yeah. name. Well, it's, yeah. I'm New next England. to Richmond here. New I York, went to Richmond, Richmond in Tasmania. There's there a Richmond in every fucking... Richmond's all over the place. Five Ks in this fucking country. There's and a Richmond Qs. Richmond's are also... America is scrofulous with them as well. Yeah. Americans don't give a shit about this thing. That's the other thing. They've got Paris, Texas, Versailles, which they pronounce Versailles, which with, and is... And with relish as well. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, something I can see they... the French... If the French got outrageously angry about that, that would make sense to me. That fits in my understanding of relations between those two countries. Yeah. No reason to really to quarrel that much, but gosh, they despise each other. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Fucking Macedonia. I love it. I love it. But we should move on. We should move on to the next. What's what's your next loon bag bit? Uh, my next loon bag bit is this fucking crazy thing with the uh, Australia Day citizenship uh, uh, ceremonies. Oh, uh, yeah. Rituals. This, I'm not sure what we're this is, um, calling them. Scott Morrison's thing where he's going to be the prime minister for stability or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got that quote here. Don't so, step on my bit, man. Sorry. Uh, Scott Morrison <laughs> so. said, If some councils, as we've seen, want to play games... Play games. Play games. Well, you don't have to run citizenship ceremonies. Other arrangements will be made. But we will not undermine Australia's National Day. Dot, dot, dot. I'm a Prime Minister for Standards, Morrison That's- said. <laughs> a Prime Minister for Standards. Simultaneously, one of the fucking dumbest things I've heard. And one of the most like, even in the context- calculatedly bland even in titles. The context of modern politics. That's a completely meaningless thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? He's literally just trying to be more maybe he thinks that short Labour's polling better mm. because short and so boring. <laughs> maybe yeah. he's like, maybe like, that's where they've this. outfoxed me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta try to be Dull. <laughs> Can you just imagine? I, I, this is one time I'd like to be a backbencher, though, just so I could watch those two throw zingers <laughs> at each other all day. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be boring as a job, and you'd be getting paid a fucking outrageous sum as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Prime Minister for Standards. He's be- Which is... As a defence as well of something where it's like, oh, well, we've polled our indigenous populations in these councils and they they are fucking uh, aggrieved by this. So we've decided as the local council to just hold it a day later. Yeah. And by the way, just we have support from our constituents. It's yeah, democratic. Yeah, yeah. We have absolute, uh, we have the mandate to do this, to then come in and be like, no, no, no. Everybody must do it on Australia Day or lose the privilege of... Uh... Which is so insane, because firstly, we've had like half a dozen different dates for Australia Day. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This one we've only been doing for as long as you and I have been alive. It does not predate us. Yeah. And... I mean, this is exhausting to run so through this <sighs> argument again and again and again. There's no reason for it to be January 26th, so except specifically to celebrate the exact <laughs> thing that the Indigenous community Invading. wants us yeah. to stop celebrating. <laughs> Like, fucking come on, man. And he, yeah, Scott Morrison at one point a little while ago was like, I I have a great new plan. Firstly, he had that, like, we'll have a separate Indigenous Day thing, which is fucking grossly offensive. And then <laughs> to say, like, 
Separate what we'll do is we'll make Australia Day the notoriously somber and well-considered national holiday of Australia where everybody behaves themselves and acts intellectually. Yes. That can be our day. In of, keeping with our of, national traits that yeah. we're famous for around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of being the grown-up country. He's like, so it can be a day of celebrating what Australia is becoming and can become and also contemplating the things that we've done in the past. Right, except Such he doesn't want either genocide. of those things to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just wants to. I, I, he also honestly, wants I don't know what the councils is. have to instigate a dress code now, yeah, which yeah, specifically yeah. bans the wearing of board shorts and thongs, thongs yeah. or flip flops to our foreign listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, Australia Day. Come on. Yeah, surely it should to, be. That's, that should be that's the, the wrong way around. Institute right? the dress code if it's not on Australia Day, but if it's on Australia Day, of course. People beach are going to show up in fucking. It must be beach shit. So th- th- there was a guy from the local councils association mm. who wasted little time in explaining why Scott Morrison was a moron. Mm. One of the things he pointed out was there's never been a link between Australia Day citizenship, so Australian citizenships and Australia Day yep. until literally like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most, they hold them all over the place. Some councils do it every month. Yeah. Some councils do them every four months, whatever. It depends, really, on how many citizenships yeah. they have to process. Yep. But he said, also, sometimes, we, when I was in government, we did it the week before Australia Day, so mm. that on Australia Day, these people had their citizenships already. Yeah. That was being thoughtful. Yeah. Sometimes we do it the evening before Australia Day, it's because Australia hot. Day is in summer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many reasons. It might be considered weird and cruel to welcome people to (laughs) citizenship starters by forcing them to wear a (laughs) three-piece suit and a starched collar when it's 40 degrees. Yeah. In a fucking council (laughs) hall built in the 70s. Before insulation had made it here from Europe, and it was just—it's just a one rattling air conditioner that the only way you can cool down is if you stand under the water exhaust drip and get (laughs) rained on. Even then, every fifth drip is a piece of piping hot chemicals for some reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, like it's obviously a fucking non-entity or non-issue. I mean. but he has to do non-issues. Yeah. Scott Morrison can't campaign on issues because he's so palpably wrong about any single issue yeah. that has... Yeah. He can only fight on things where it's that are completely relative and that don't mm. have, like, evidence as part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's it's kind forced of into this kind of bizarre postmodern prime ministership by virtue of the fact that he is knowingly or unknowingly wrong about everything yeah. where evidence is a factor. <laughs> Even with this, though, if you had a stopwatch to be like, how quickly is he going to fuck up? And he gets up there <laughs> and he does his first statement and it's like, all right, start it. Councils shouldn't play politics with Australia Day. Stop it. He's fucked up already. Yeah. First sentence, first statement. <laughs> I don't believe that people should play politics. That's why I'm instituting a unilateral policy about... Here's an idea. How about we not have a fucking stupid national holiday? Yeah. Who gives a shit? It's tedious every year. It's become a fucking... It's been... The Tories have, as they always will, ruined everything. Yeah. But there was not much to ruin in the... There's not... You don't need a national holiday. Mm. It's just... What's it for? It was literally Do, just for the hottest 100. we in danger of forgetting? So when, yeah. they, when the hottest 100 jumped ship, it's like, well, Australia Day is pointless now. <laughs> to hear what 
increasingly that hasn't mattered to me either. I haven't. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know who any, any of the, the musicians people are this year, and I don't like most of what they're doing because yeah. I'm now I'm almost thirty. I'm an old man now. Yeah, yeah, over the hill. No interest in the young people and their enthusiasms. I mean, yeah. I'm just more of a fucking cool guy, so I listen to, like, Triple R and PBS, man, because I'm fucking underground. You are that. I don't care about no Nick Murphy. Again, you could have just said anything. Yeah, I could have. Anyone. I don't know that you didn't, to be honest. I think it's Nick Murphy, Chet Faker. Oh. See, I I didn't like... So I had a friend who was really into Chet Faker, mm. but I didn't like him because I assumed it was going to be some kind of Chet Baker cover thing. <laughs> and it wasn't, yeah. so I was like, oh, it's a stupid name now, I don't like you. Yeah, I always had trouble with Chet Faker because... <laughs> Lost interest uh, in me. Bit of a, also quite boring. Bit of a name drop. Uh, we played a gig with Chet Faker back when he oh. was going under the name Atlas Murphy, and he was singing songs about public urination, accompanied just by a single uh, Telecaster. And uh, so when he suddenly got popular with this bold new production shit, I, it's poisoned. If I know somebody and they succeed at stuff, it's poisoned. Yeah. I can, and I didn't know him well enough. I didn't know him, but I, I had met him. So you I didn't know him well success, enough to... but you were frustrated by it. Yeah. I, I didn't know him well enough to feel good for him, as I'm able to do with my friends when they succeed. I'm able to sublimate my envy and rage into, <laughs> into actual genuine like well-wishing and wanting them to succeed. Uh, so that wasn't an option. So it was just kind of hard, you know. That's, <laughs> I just never. I just that's my story. I about fundamentally just didn't understand why people uh, were were so interested in it. Not that I thought yeah. he was a bad musician. I just didn't like yeah. Ed Sheeran. I was like, I don't. Obviously, this person's very mm. capable, but just not very interesting. I re-listened to some uh, to, to some Chet Faker in Tasmania. It dull. Was, and... It's all. It's all right. Yeah, it is. It's but, fine. As I was saying, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just mm. saying it wasn't very interesting. Yeah. It's just quite boring, tedious, but well, but technically well executed. Yeah. But po- quite pointless. Yeah, sure. I mean, that can be our official show review of this music. <laughs> what are, are there any other Australian musicians that we can pick pointless beefs with? Uh, again, don't know many. Not crazy about Vanessa Amorossi. Is she still a thing? Uh, except that she's great because... I've, fucking, it's telling that that's who you reached for. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I remember the year two thousand. <laughs> Secondly, the great the great story about her song "Shine" is that it was originally "Die," and every every instance of the word "shine" in the song was supposed to be "Die" before Mark Holden uh, won in a long series of completely fucking uh, ideologically bankrupt super producers uh, convinced <laughs> her that it was too dark and told her to change it to "Shine." But if you look at the lyrics. It's much better as Die. It's a needlessly bleak well, song about I mean, everybody's mortality. Extreme 180 degree meaning flips usually undermine the. Yeah. So I've got a soft spot for Vanessa Amorosi. What an insanely goth I emo mood. Don't know her as a person. It's, I'm just talking about the music. Yeah, well, I mean, it's still not I'm a bad Sure, she's song. perfectly fine. Should we close out this and go to topics with a quote from Immigration Minister David Coleman? Oh, 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 yes, because I think I know what he's wonderful. Yes. Uh, it's it's so elegant in its, simpl- in its simplicity. Councils will no longer be able to say no to Australia Day. We believe that all councils should say yes to Australia Day. <sighs> it's beautiful. What must it be like 
Oops. Being on the right. Because on the one hand, mm. you've got this fantastic, simple, elegant fantasy world. Yeah. Right? But it's such a thin tissue over this, <laughs> like, boiling pot of insanity, illogicity, and just... Yeah dangerous complete freewheeling folly. emotional chaos it's, it's yeah it's remarkable so it looks really easy on the one hand but on the other hand it probably quite if you if you're going to maintain oh. this for decades and decades the psychological torsions so no difficult. wonder they end up fucking completely <laughs> insane because it's yeah it's it's i feel bad for them honestly how tough to fucking constantly be squaring these Incompatible numbers. Why you find yourself saying things like, uh, "Look, standards, okay? Yeah, uh, my I'm constituency is standards. now the concept of <laughs> measurement, quality measurement." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just ensuring that everything sort of uh, said to be one thing is different items within that category will be roughly equivalent. <laughs> that's that's. That's my bold I've new political given movement. given myself the minister with special responsibility for awesome shit. Yeah. So from now on, anything that in this country you think it's good... That's me, That's baby. me. I'm the prime minister And awesome I'm appointing shit. the leader of the opposition as minister for special responsibility for everything that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's already good at that. Ha 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 Prime minister for standards is actually quite a low-key way of saying that you're a fascist. <laughs> Right. I mean, yeah. Which, I just believe in the one way of perfectly accompanies his incredibly fucking lukewarm rebuke yeah. of the fascists yeah. in St Kilda. If I had my druthers and I were omnipotent, I would teleport <laughs> Scott Morrison back as a position of power in World War Two, just to see how he does as a fascist. Because he's like funnier than Mussolini to me. He's so much funnier than Mussolini. He's killed fewer people. He's personally responsible for fewer deaths. Not zero, but not fewer. zero, but fewer. And uh, he's also responsible for fewer torture camps. But again, not, not zero, zero. <laughs> fewer. Shit. Uh, good. I always love it when we can end a segment by <laughs> reminding ourselves of one of our dozen or so great national shames. Maybe uh, we could have a national holiday to commemorate when we close down Nauru and Manus Island. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> be a good idea. But or, then Scott Morrison would just do it on January 26th and when, fuck the whole thing just, up. When we decided that, that Aborigines were human beings. That, yeah. that was a good referendum. Because that mm. was the first time in history that a majority of Australian people chose to express a sense of uh, solidarity and good. <laughs> It was li- literally yeah. the first time ever where we voted for not evil. Well, we, yeah, yeah. Was that before or after the uh, the Lenin quote? It was after. It was, it was way after. after the Lenin yeah. quote. Yeah, like yeah. F- sixty years. No, fifty years. I don't know. I, yeah, it was many years, decades. Or may- hmm. may- the, the 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 day Keating passed the Australia Act, which meant that London couldn't replace our prime ministers anymore. Mm. That was a nice one. That took us till the eighties. Yeah, there are a bunch of things. <laughs> We could go off the same-sex marriage plebiscite. That's very recent in people's very memories. Very recent. So Again, nice act we of know human it's affirmation got public support. there. Uh, we could... Uh, the Royal Inquiry into the banks. Yeah. Yeah, I would celebrate a national holiday <laughs> based on the idea of investigating the fucking or the, 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 the fact that we finally got George Pell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I could go for that. Anything. Anything. Why 
the day that signalled the destruction. The beginning of a long genocide. Aboriginal nations. Ah, well. What are you going to do about it? Move on to topics, I suppose. Move on to topics, which will kick off, I think, with a year in review and speculation of the year to come. The year in review, Darcy. The year in review and the year to come. A speculative piece. Well, this is uh, this is somewhat delayed from actual New Year's Day. Ah, uh, well, yes. But as Charlie Brooker has stopped doing his annual wipes, yeah, the burden falls to us. Yeah, the natural successor, the natural to the Charlie Brooker TV empire. <laughs> he was busy doing Bandersnatch, which I haven't watched I, slash participated in yet. I uh, I enjoyed Bandersnatch. Robin has. Uh, Bit, bit not being like a boy nerd in the mm. 80s or 90s, Robin hadn't really read a Choose Your Own Adventure novel before, and yeah, she pointed out that it's a very frustrating and shit format. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's a reason that it only ever enjoyed niche appeal, and that the most successful ones were basically just D&D light, like the Steve Jackson ones and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. I think it is a very frustrating format, actually. Yeah. Just because of... The thing is, in a book, it's less annoying because you can just skip ahead and... Like, once you've... I've gone through this a couple of times now, just what are the other endings? Oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And Snatch does... bookmarks, so you can always go back three steps if you get fucking eaten by the swamp monster or whatever. There's a fair bit of plot involved in Bandersnatch, but I I, I liked. I liked the claustrophobic, trapped feeling it created. Cast were good. Alice Lowe was awesome as the Mm. Um, therapist with the dreadful 80s dyed hair. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's worth a look in. There's some really nice bits in it. So that's the year in review. What's that's the, the year, year in review, come? yeah. <laughs> Bandersnatch was okay. Yeah. No, what's the year in review? Hit well, me. what have we had in Australia? I don't want to get too, too, too bogged down in global stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have had a, a fantastic year in some senses. Because the natural enemies of humanity, the Tory party, mm. have spent this year very publicly mm. uh, and very uh, enthusiastically dying, haven't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, they have. It's like the bit where Dr. Manhattan rebuilds himself in Watchmen, but in reverse. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Mm. Um, <laughs> right, right, right down to the feeble geek yeah. persona <laughs> showing up unexpected out of nowhere as a just a bundle of nerves and screaming and then disappearing again yeah only to emerge as a, a meek middle class idiot yeah yeah it's been fantastic we've had we've we've celebrated the anniversary of uh gay same-sex marriage mm. being being allowed and that being fine yep yeah in fact it's been so fine that there was almost Nobody bothered commemorating the anniversary. It so quickly became a ubiquitous and yeah. tedious part of modern life. Yeah, yeah. On par with everybody else's we marriages. folded you into the banal, <laughs> never-ending, like, slow-paced steeplechase. Welcome to the warm, cosy waters of being as boring and shit as everybody yeah. else. Yeah, complete existential mediocrity. This is good. Yeah, uh, it is good. Uh, music, I can't. I can't comment on music. We've gone into that already. Well, I don't. I don't know if I've listened to much new music this year. Normally, I would step in and be like, "Oh, here's two rock bands that I like that nobody else seemed to like that released music this year." But uh, I can't even really do that. This a year. woman from Canada played a, ca- a Canada band at me, uh, which was good. Okay. 
um, but I don't know what they're called because yeah. it was half past two in the morning. Mm, mm. It was a kind of Canadian crowded house. All right. So like a sort of cruded house. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know who because, that is. Because it's quite heavily based on Scots English, you see, the way the Canadians talk. Yeah, yes. Yep. Cool. Uh, we've well. So we're not equipped to talk about music. We're not equipped to talk about music. We've had some very nice uh, fabric pull apart from the Catholic Church, though. Yeah, yeah, that was good. We're starting to 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 get these vast conservative institutions, the financial sector, the Catholic Church, Mm. being brought low into heel. Well, that thing by an extremist Mm. right wing government that's been powerless to protect them. Yeah, yeah. That great. thing that we've been hearing for like 15 years, maybe, that just when enough old people cycle out and when people our age start to come to majority and stuff, that the winds will change. Start to come in, yeah. I mean, apart from the distressingly high number of people our age who have been radicalized to the far right, yeah, that's kind of starting to happen. A bunch of these big old conservative powerhouses are, yeah. And they're, and they're going with very little fight. Yeah. And look, the alt-right radicalised group are, I think, too too small a force. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I, think, I, I think they're going to spend the next 30 years being increasingly miserable and frustrated. Yeah, uh, most likely. As, as, as the critical mass of the of public consensus moves further and further towards a... If not an economically progressive vision, at least a, a, a socially progressive vision, which, yeah, which yeah. is a starting point. It, yeah. It'll fail without economic justice as well, but that's at least at least a, a, yeah. a, 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 some good movement. At least we won't have to share the apocalypse with a bunch of complete cunts. That's right. Like, hopefully, that's something to look forward to. That's absolutely right. Uh, we've had green energy revolutions as well. Yeah. 2019's been a lot to celebrate on the green energy front. Texas mm. is now... The um, greenest energy. Uh, what, what, what's what's the expression I'm looking for, Kieran? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> the greenest state electricity network in the world. Ah, that's very um, good. Because of the lower 48 states in America, it alone has its own electricity board, mm. uh, and it's largely computerized. There you and go. the computers are just simply there to seek out the currently most reliable and cheapest energy source to feed into the grid, and so they're purchasing lots of green energy. There you go. Good. Texan consumers. The market solution that we fucking had to wait for, like a bunch of idiots. Until it was too late. This is the downside. Well, yes. The oceans are now absorbing so much heat, it's the equivalent of, I think the last figure I saw, uh, four and a half Hiroshima bombs going off every second. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good number. Every second. That's a... So that's uh, 12 already. <laughs> it, it makes you wonder why they didn't go for, like, uh, like 280 Hiroshima bombs a minute. That is a good question. I think per second frightens people more. I've yeah, well, it's a question of frequency or... Yeah, or punctuality, amount, I guess. How yeah. it's punctuated. I, I, I was annoyed, though, with the climate scientists because they started saying this, and one, one of the... Uh, people who was involved in the report, she said, I don't like using terms like Hiroshima bomb because, you know, I don't want to alarm people. Like, mm. Really? You that don't... You should want to alarm might people. Might be part of why we're in the people situation should, that yeah, we're in. People should be fucking alarmed. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was. I wanted to save the world, but I was just too middle class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say sorry. Terribly um, dreadful. Uh, the concept. We should all enjoy the idea of ocean life yeah. while it's around. Well, a blue fin tuna now cost three hundred and eight million American dollars. Tuna is going to be a thing of the past very quickly. Uh, I just read the Kevin Cook novella Tuna. Oh yeah, it was very good. Kenneth Cook. He, nobody knows the Australian dickhead like Kenneth Cook does. He wrote. He wrote a uh, Wake and Fright. Ah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, just a sideline about Tuna. Well, I might read Tuna then because I liked Wake and Fright. Yeah, yeah. And he does indeed, as you say. <laughs> Deep anatomical understanding <laughs> yeah. of the Australian dickhead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tuna is going to be a thing of the past. Every fucking... Oh, God. Most sea life is. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's... It's... What was it? Like, it's lost half of its, uh, its ocean biomass since 1970 or something? Uh, it's more than half. It's like two-thirds, I think. Mm. It was probably half when I first read that, like, six months ago. <laughs> it's just at that point of such alarming acceleration that... Every day, it's like, oh no, it's eighty percent now. Yeah, it's completely insane. And um, yeah, it's 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 not just losing losing its precious biomass, but it's reached its crucial heat absorption point. Yep. At, at which we we could, things will only get worse now. Yay! So that's good. That's good. It's good. I hope to boil there one day in the ocean. Well, there's a good chance that you will, Kieran. But, but yeah. we we will be old Ben by then. But still, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good, and I'll finally be able to sneer at everybody who had kids, including myself, if I eventually have kids. But fuck, uh, that's what been an bad. Un, what an unfair uh, gambit that having children has become. It, it, uh, it. But it is is it not such a wonderful example of irony, though, that just as true. as our, our our technological virtuosity mm. reaches a point where it makes human life a genuinely enjoyable prospect for the first time in history mm. that same technological uh, yeah. powerhouse has caused us to cook the planet oh yeah yeah it's deeply beautiful on a structural <laughs> level uh, i'm not gonna argue with that it's, it's a greek tragedy great yeah yeah uh yeah definitely so ecologically it's been a bad year it's been terrible year ecologically because all the good news on cl- on renewable energies is yeah, come too late to yeah. stave off disaster. Disaster's now a guaranteed occurrence. Yes. Um, all we can do now is eventually mitigate and, you know, we can build a green grid that will al- allow us to, I guess, survive. But it, w- it was really missed the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really yeah. missed the window. Uh, yeah. Because we had too many Neville Chamberlains in charge. Yeah, yeah, 100%, an unbroken chain of Neville Chamberlains. Uh, being Melbourneites, we'll probably come out pretty good in terms of the global... Because we're just uh, used to the weather being the worst all the time. Well, the weather's going to affect everybody, but I just mean in terms of, like, resource-grabbing, refugee crises, that sort of shit. That's true. I mean, you know, we'll have to move to Bendigo because of the sea level, but yeah, Bendigo's all right. I mean, Bendigo will be pumping. We'll set up some of our people. famous cafes there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be all right. Uh, what else? Well, apart from ecology... Yeah, well, I mean, basically... Renewables. So, on the economics and... Uh, on the economics and renewable energies front, all the news has been horrendously shit. Yeah. But on the social issues front, it's very promising. Mm. Um, on the education front, 
Australia continues to be in a really weird zone of high profitability, poor delivery. Mm-hmm. Um, don't see that changing anytime soon. Probably not. But CSIRO have survived the most recent attempts to throttle them by yeah. the Tory government. Every time the CSIRO makes it through another year, it's worth celebrating, It honestly. really is. Maybe yeah. that should be Australia Day. <laughs> yeah. Science Survival Day. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you wouldn't guess that they're one of the most successful research organisations in the world. You like, wouldn't... the way the government treats them. We yeah. should be really celebrating CSIRO way more than, for instance, our sports teams. We should be celebrating <laughs> almost or our fucking the actors. opposite of what the fucking <laughs> current government thinks that we, we should be We are a tiny country famously anti-intellectual that mm. nonetheless has one of the world's best research organisations. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, the amount that we've contributed to scientific and medical research over the decades is, like, astounding yeah. and positive. And our, our scientists are all MacGyvers to a man and woman, just these bizarre improvisational yeah. geniuses. Yeah. But, of course, now the majority of them are actually German scientists, so we can't celebrate <laughs> that. <laughs> Fucking brain drain traitors, more oh, like. True. Uh, yeah. So true. Yeah, well, that's good. Uh, I know you wanted to stick to Australia. Yeah, but I'll, I've decided a, we, we do, can meander, I'll do a, though. A, a brief detour. We, we, had, the, cause about we had the American midterms, which that's were, true. were interesting. And just generally the, the progression of American politics, which has yeah. essentially been a story of Trump being a belligerent. Uh, moron who refuses to shift on some things and blows like a fucking flag in opposite directions on other things and then a a burgeoning uh democratic socialism movement right so this is actually an interesting tension isn't there at the the house of representatives at the moment Mm. because pelosi is the speaker which is bad because she's an incompetent buffoon well she's just a droga she's failed to achieve anything this is the thing, like, she was the speaker before Obama took the presidency. Mm. So for two years, the Democrats had the presidency and Congress, mm-hmm. and Pelosi, the master legislator, failed to get anything through except a really crap yeah. healthcare act. Yeah, the single-payer uh, provision of which was voted down by Joe Lieberman, a Democrat. Yeah, so no evidence that she is remotely good at this yeah. job but fortunately all she has to do is just keep saying no which i think she can manage yeah she and can manage for now. there are enough there there are numbers from mm. this midterm result of freshman congress men and women yeah who will be able to i think uh keep the party not on the straight and narrow but at least held to task yeah yeah it, there there are some encouraging things it's it feels risky to celebrate uh, because it seems impossible that good things have happened in succession. But, I don't but think Alexandria I have the, Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely impressed so far. So far, I'm impressed by her. I don't have the... Literally don't have the wherewithal anymore to feel optimistic about politics Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing. That's why the I'm, problem. I'm confused by this. I'm ready to abandon her at a moment's notice when it turns <laughs> out that she's secretly been taking money from fucking... Grumman Northrop or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, but for the time being, she's just 
until evidence uh, to the contrary arises, we'll treat ourselves to yeah, somebody so, who's not despicable. <laughs> who seems to be doing really well and saying the right things at the right time. And actually is an economist, by the way, by training. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes knows what she's, knows talking, what she's talking about. Unlike Grover Norquist, yeah. a man who doesn't understand that there's a difference between flat and marginal tax rates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that has been the most grimly predictable clown show in all of politics is the entirety of the American right failing to understand the difference between flat and marginal tax rates. Yeah. So, and it's not a marginal difference. It's a huge difference. Uh, yeah. A fundamental difference. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of steam has been building behind a, a possible Bernie 2020 run. Which Yeah. Slightly to... ruined by Elizabeth Warren choosing the worst time ever to decide she was going to have a crack at yeah. it. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren, who I kind of like, but consistently I... fails on macro strategy. Elizabeth Warren was... Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people did like her. Yeah. And then she vacillated for so long with the Hillary Bernie endorsement. Yeah, that was... And she took, she took was... so long that her endorsement ceased to mean anything, yeah. but it didn't help that she then gave it to... Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And then I don't know. It's she's just every big strategy move has been a dick step. Elizabeth the, Warren's the Native American thing was a massive oh misstep. My God. The fucking uh timing of announcing her run this time was a massive misstep. All the stuff she used to say about why she stopped voting with the Republicans and she considered the difference between her and Bernie Sanders is she's a capitalist yeah <laughs> like all of that shit her big strategy moves are all terrible the, there was literally one thing that was good about elizabeth warren which is that she wanted to regulate wall street yeah and that's pretty much it that's I mean, what she has going i think that's her value as a as a regulatory legislator and yeah not as not a as a president god no yeah uh and of course the rest of the field or not all of the rest of the field but the vast majority of the rest of the field is uh uh, very disappointing. Of course. Uh, and the way that people are throwing their weight behind people like Beto O'Rourke and fucking Joe Biden. Who are... Well, what you have to understand about Beto O'Rourke yeah. is that he can skateboard. Yeah, he can skateboard. He was in a band. And he was in a band. That makes him very cool. And yeah. he managed to look good standing next to Ted Cruz. Yeah. Very difficult. <laughs> Notoriously difficult to do. Ted Cruz now has one of those weird beards where there's a little portal in the center of it down below <laughs> oh the chin and two spears of grey hair, yeah. which just makes him look like some fucking hideous cat beast from the swamp. It is unsurprising that uh, Ted Cruz manages to make even goatees look... Yeah. I don't know what... Because it doesn't look like a goatee, does it? It looks... No, it looks like an old pirate beard that they don't let you grow anymore by it, law. It looks like Spanish moss has started to <laughs> yeah. attach itself to his face. Yeah, yeah. Some weird fungus. <laughs> the organic material that he's been using has started to putrefy. And the fungus has been growing and he's like, well, as long as it looks like a beard. I don't know how Ted Cruz speaks. Yeah, um, Ted Cruz is the number one politician where impressionists in person that nobody tries to actually do a Ted Cruz voice, yeah. right? They all just do that kind of yeah, Ted Cruz. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who started that or why. It, it is appropriate know. to his vacuous attention yeah. seeking bullshit. It's kind of petulant, <laughs> petulant sounding general. It doesn't have But I think yeah. because his actual voice is fundamentally just intensely neutral and boring. Yeah, yeah. 
because he's basically the is. embodiment of a square. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that. American politics is a land of contrasts, in short. Uh, some positives and some negatives. And, of course, it's going to disappoint us. And, uh, it is. I mean, look, well, well, but they've got more to look forward to than we do. I mean, what we've, we've got to look forward to is the bloody Labour Party taking over. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. Essentially, what would you call them? I guess they're like the Liberal Democrats in the UK. Just this yeah. kind of... We don't have identifiable positions yeah. on anything except that it is that we're better than the Tories. Yeah. Morally superior and more intelligent than the Tories. I think the only but like But still beholden to the same fundamentally incorrect ideology. Yeah. I think the only concrete and consistent policy thing over the last little bit has just been that they like to invest in education. Which is good. It is good. But as the only <laughs> no. thing on the bill. It's, you have to believes. invest in education if you believe in neoliberalism, because... Yeah, 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 yeah. You, That's... There's no other... that but give, Giving people the... Talk, teaching people how to fish mm. is the only mechanism that you have. Yeah, yeah, but the fish are dying, yeah. uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. We will. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's true. The Americans do have at least the pageantry of their thing to look forward to. And in Britain, uh, it's just a shit show. It's just been a never-ending shit show of Britain's trying to figure out Brexit. <laughs> the only thing that matters in politics over there at the moment. Yeah, which is there's no way to figure it out. See, this is the thing. Like, Theresa May's uh, deal that she came back with was a shit deal. If, yeah. But I don't know. Shit this is as close as I'm ever going to get to defending her. I don't know what the fuck anybody was expecting. Yeah. For her to walk away with when every single significant European leader has said, no, you're going to be in a worse position because that's the that's the that's line we have works. to take. Yeah. Otherwise, there'll be no reason for people to join our fucking club. Yeah. It's much the same as uh, with the Trump election. It's like, what were you expecting to happen? Yeah. Did you think that he could magic a wall out of nowhere? Did you think that Theresa May was such a fucking... <laughs> savant at negotiations that she could come out with a stronger <laughs> no. deal for spitting in the face of the EU? Are you nuts? And as well, like, negotiating for a program that she doesn't believe in. Yeah. Because she's anti-Brexit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People forget that. But literally, yeah. she campaigned for Remain all the whole time. Yeah. She's only taken the position she's taken because it was her chance to be Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't going to get the job under any other circumstances. Extremely telling. That's how you would sum her up in a song if you were fucking writing some dumb political <laughs> thing is, yeah, that that she <laughs> abandoned her recently campaigned upon values for a chance to be PM. Um, Yeah, yeah. That's all I know about UK politics and a relentless smear campaign against... Corbyn. Huge smear campaign against Corbyn. The only thing that's got any meat in the charges against Corbyn is that there is nothing to suggest that he has got a particularly helpful view of how to deal with Europe. Yeah. It's the worst possible thing to happen for the best possible thing to happen. Like, for a socialist prospect back on the cards in British politics to have to collide with Brexit is a, a fucking tragedy. It is a real tragedy because he, he does genuinely... In the EU is uh, fucking, you know, all that stuff about it being a banker's union and so forth is really well-founded criticism. Hmm. However, 
the it's also it's not as powerful as people think it is and most of the sovereignty issues people are complaining about i know probably our listeners know this is all stuff that the british government has the discretion to change if ever it wanted to and just hasn't yeah, yeah. and so some of the stuff corbyn supporters tell me is like oh well no, because a lot of our nationalization plans won't work and yet they will doesn't the european union will not stop you from nationalizing yeah, what, your trains the U- that AU would be is insane step how in they, why like, would they do that and how could they do that yeah that doesn't make any there's sense absolutely no mechanism <laughs> that, that you nationalized the banks perfectly well yeah and for it's... some reason decided to let them go again which will yeah <laughs> more on that later but um yeah so yeah, it's, that's 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 going to be his Achilles heel at the moment. Yeah, is yeah. Euroscepticism is really unpopular with his base. Yeah, it's it's such a fucking crying shame, and uh, could undo him conceivably. But which, then, oh, I mean, who, but but what's his saving grace? Is who else is there in the Labour Party? The well, they'll just put simply Bumford or some you know some There's... meaningless wet sack of. Fucking but they know they'll get landslid if they do that, because they know that no one's going to vote for them. So they'll get landslid? This is they, UK Labour yeah, that we're talking true. about. Pretty, they, 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 they did uh, go down in Scotland pretty spectacularly. Like, I'm not I'm not disappointed in Corbyn per se as a candidate, but it's just no, disappointing I'm that this is the environment just, that he yeah, has to deal I'm, with. I'm, there is we're on a similar else. page there. You're right. It's just, it's going to fucking... It's, I mean, Sadiq Khan, obviously, is going to be a contender at some point. Yeah. Um, and look, he's pretty good for a neoliberal. Yeah. Uh, that's as far as sure. I'll go with that. But he, for a li- you know, So far beyond the he, time that we can he, he, deal with he, that. He, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can be like a kind of, you know, Tony Blair 2.0. Yeah, you great. You can see that. It's good. I look forward to just reliving a nightmare fucking flashback of the last 20 years for the next 20 years. <laughs> It'll just be identical, except there'll be pillars of fire in the background that, <laughs> under boiling so tidal waves. The the old quote is, uh, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat, repeat it, which it, is yes. not true, uh, so much as I saw a, much, a, a modification of it in, I think, Non Sequitur, back mm. when I used to read The Age, which was, mm. those who do study history are doomed to watch everybody else repeating mm. it. Yeah, and it was literally just a historian hanging from the ceiling in his office. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Non sequitur. Um, yeah, I think that there's truth to that. I think that we're going to be disappointed. That's why we have a show called Weakness for Weakness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, that's right. Um, so it's been a very good year for us then. Yeah. In in in, in, in the year to come... Mm. Oh, we've had Dan Andrews return. We should talk about that. Yeah. The smashing yeah. of the Tories in uh, Victoria. Yeah, that's and true. their replacement by the, again, nicer Tories. Yeah, yeah. The... The more more intelligent, uh, more competent neoliberals defeated the less intelligent, less competent neoliberals. Yeah. I mean, vastly preferable, but yeah, it would have been good to see a better turnout for the Vic Socialists, obviously. And oh, look, I, I'm happy with the turnout that we got. Uh, it wasn't like for, for, less than could was, be expected for. A, well, we've got funding now. We've, we hit our four percent minimum, so we've got go. actual funding for the next campaign. That's good. Yeah, um, and. If we had like a proportional Senate instead of a uh, clusterfuck weird runoff system Senate, yeah, then we'd have representation. Sure. So we did we did well enough for 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 a group who've just appeared. Yeah. 
and expect people to listen to us <laughs> very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, be- and better to come. Better to come next time. Yeah, for sure. There's that. Uh, this is kind of the year to come, but also related to the year that's just gone and the Victorian election, is that internal polling from the Liberal Party, which got leaked, has shown that they're set to lose almost every seat in Victoria in the federal election. I'm completely unsurprised by that. I'm very happy to hear it, though. But what a fucking... Yeah. Oh, but that means what that a... Peter Credlin might not be the great right, well, right hope if she... Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, maybe she's one of the ones that all... But she's an Amazonian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The famously politically astute Amazon Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an asset, being able to throw a spear through a wall when yeah. you're discussing fine points of law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Well, with regards to this energy scheme, uh, as somebody who cut off their right tit to more ably fire her bow, <laughs> I can say with confidence that... Uh, Yes, we must go with coal. <laughs> Can't disagree with that. We must go with coal. The Adani plant's going to be interesting. So this is going to be this is going to be fascinating for the Liberal Party, right? Because mm. they have fallen over themselves trying to force this mine project through. Yeah. Despite some of the world's most immoral, not amoral, immoral, greedy, corrupt financial institutions refusing to back this mine. Yeah. Because it's just a, an idiotic thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the liberals, it's going to happen. The Adani mine is going to happen in some form or other. Mm. But at least all the ostentatious earthworks and carry on and yeah. early stage environmental trauma is going to get done. Mm. It's going to be unprofitable. Yep. It's going to draw workers away from other mines, which will close. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. But it's all, all that they've done is they've just climbed this massive mountain that they didn't have to yeah just to create problems for themselves yeah yeah i've been thinking about that as well like how have they not given up just because of the pain in the ass that it is and like if we think that jeremy corbyn has had bad timing with his big project like think about poor adani yeah who's fucking yeah entered into this endless shit show and to eventually succeed in an environment which has just slipped out of being useful to him. It's true. It's like, yeah, all all that's going to be the legacy of that fucking mine is, like, probably finishing off the Great Barrier Reef and... Oh, yeah, that's right. ...helping in the collapse of the mining industry here. And poisoning the great artisanal basin that lots of our farmers rely on for feeding mm. us with their crops. Yeah. It'll be good. Some of New South Wales's... No, Queensland's. But it affect, will new, affect New South Wales well. Essentially, some of the best agricultural land in the eastern mm. half of the country yeah, uh, could be uh, salinated to fuck by <laughs> by this mining it's great. proposal. It's great. Such a good idea. And they say it's okay because what we do is we check, we, have, we monitor the saline amount of the water. Mm. But because it's a deep underground aquifer, by the time we become aware of the presence of saline in the water, it's far too fucking late to do anything about the fact that the water's become salinated. Yeah. You can't put a desalination plant five kilometres below the surface (laughs) of the earth. Aquifers don't work like that. Yeah. (laughs) Where would you... It's an extremely Australian solution, though, to have, like, a fucking hugely expensive, unprofitable, shit-fight mine erected 
only to destroy the environment and then have to build a hugely inefficient, <laughs> expensive desalination plant on top of the water table. It would have just been fine if you'd fucking left it. On the good news, though, good yeah. news front, Egypt and Israel have been making great strides with desert granification uh, schemes and techniques. So Interesting. Yeah. They may. Well, the Egyptians have to get people away from the Nile River. They've got like 100 million people living on the banks of the Nile at the moment, and it's not sustainable. Yeah. But the rest of Egypt is quite difficult to live in. So they've been yeah. they've been working on granification since the 90s. I think the Israelis have been working on granification since like the late 70s. They, they were really early onto it for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there, what they're doing in Egypt and Israel could save the human race later on hey that's good we've now got a group in south australia who are using solar energy to power desalination plants mm. to granify the south australian interior because uh, south australia again quite a lot of it's agriculturally useless mm. but full of potential yeah because um, we don't have a, a sandy desert we have a soily desert so it's yeah. much easier to granify australia than egypt or israel yeah so you know, that's, hey. that, that's that's something that's going to be developing uh, as, as the next year goes on. That'll be good. It'll be good to have to uh, crawl back and thank Israel for saving well, everybody. If, you, if it will make you feel better about it, you'll be thanking Israeli agricultural scientists and engineers, yeah. not, not insane right-wing fascists. Psychos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Netanyahu will take is, credit for it. Of course he will. Of yeah. course he will. That's what fascists do. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> well, that's quite promising then. Uh, that's good. All so, these things are going to be far worse than if we'd taken the much cheaper and easier route of just not pumping so much fucking CO2 into the atmosphere. Yeah. But yeah, it's all damage It's control. a silver line. At least people are fucking acknowledging the need for damage control now. Like... Not five years ago, you had... Not not even that long. It was just a couple of years ago that people were bringing fucking chunks of coal into Parliament and being like... The I Minister for in- Standards, yeah, in fact. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the Prime Minister for Standards bring a lump of coal into Parliament yeah. and waving it around. <laughs> yeah. What standards? <laughs> um, <laughs> most The most parliamentary fucking behaviour ever. Yeah. Brandishing a rock at your opponent. Yeah. <laughs> Brandishing a rock, a notoriously staining rock as well, that's, like, seemingly purpose-built. If it wasn't seemingly purpose-built to yeah. destroy our environment, it's seemingly purpose-built to destroy it releases, shirts. It not only releases greenhouse gas, but it's carcinogenic and dense enough to crack your skull open. Yeah, it's it's good stuff, Cole. I love it. Um, <laughs> it's fuck. such a idiot. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So the 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 flip side of that, the bright side is that people at least are talking about these issues now. Yeah, and 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 it's possible that uh, humanity will be able to exist past the next twenty years. Yeah, that's you know. I mean, hey, I would like to. Maybe at this point, I'd like to stick around. We'll see I would like to. Tomorrow. I would like to die of old age, uh, peacefully and happily, full of red wine. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the worst. Not dying in a weird carbon bath yeah that'd be that'd be a dreadful way it would be a dreadful way to go the notorious carbon bath death yeah yeah i agree with you uh is there anything else in the year to come um well 
there will be more tensions between America and China that we're inevitably going to get stuck in the middle of, mm. uh, which I don't have any faith in ScoMo being able to navigate. So the Labour Party do have to win the next election. It's really important yeah. that, that the Liberals not be the ones tight-roping us through fucking US-China relationship tensions. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> can't, is... Can't stress that enough, by the way. Yeah, it is very important. <laughs> Labour is disappointing, but it's hugely important that the Liberals, and particularly this Liberal government, is yeah, fucking gone. We, we right now need the people who are at least fucking connected to reality to be the ones yeah. driving this car for the next few years. Yeah, yeah, for the love of God. <laughs> so desperately important yeah um but i think that's all i have to reflect on for this unofficial new year's yeah day special good little packet we were going we skipped over uh blair cottrell's group oh we were gonna talk about the racists yeah Yeah. but that's all right we don't have to talk about them some racists we can look forward to more alt-right hysteria yeah because the movement's dying fragmenting and um yeah essentially if if, if, at at all of these rallies and it will continue to be the case if they weren't being protected by the police they would be torn to shreds by their opponents yeah well i mean most of whom are non-violent protesters but the numbers of people that turn out to protest the alt-right outnumber them so greatly that if even a small number of those protesters happen to be there to hurt them. Antifa super soldiers. <laughs> yeah, there right. to tear them limb from limb. Yeah, if the space marines <laughs> that are the Antifa black bloc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. If, 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 if the green belt karate class, uh, mm. that is the, yeah, possibly a better way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the Blair Cottrell thing... Not set was... with anything but affection, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love my friends in Antigua. I love them too. Um, the Blair Cottrell thing, it was like, what, a hundred or so of them, and they were outnumbered on the day, and then a few days later, yeah. a massive uh, secondary counter-protest had been organised and held in Melbourne. So. Yeah, the numbers against them are so enormous, and that's the numbers of people who can be bothered turning up. Yeah. The latent level of anti-alt-rightism that will be expressed if it ever comes to a vote yeah. is huge. Well, it still remains extremely safe to go to any party and with strangers. Yeah. Like, how about this How about these fuckwits? Yeah, it's yeah. true. And the odds... Like, you'll maybe get one at a party who's like, oh, well, you know, I think there's something you can... You can spot the alt-right guys, like yeah. in Bird Box. They've just got the weird eyes. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Beautific <laughs> expressions of insanity on their faces. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. Okay, so yeah, that's that's the racists part. Of, that's the racists. Uh, but the year in review but we've got thing. Fraser, and yeah. um, I think we're going to start having a, the beginning of a conversation about reforming the way the Senate works in terms of above and below the line voting and group ticketing. Yeah, yeah, that has to happen pretty soon. Group ticketing this, has got to go. This Glendrury shit is getting out of hand. Yeah. It's, I, I, I like preferential voting. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. But the idea that there is an obligation to choose more than one person is stupid. Yeah. If you are happy to just choose one candidate, and if they don't get in, you don't get any other... If that's fine with you, you should be allowed to do it. Yeah. Because being forced to vote for 
bizarre creeps you've never heard of yeah. is getting us into dangerous territory. Yeah. I'm a little bit concerned about the ground that Clive Palmer might make with this massive advertising campaign. Oh, yeah. What's his plans to end unemployment? This is the guy who yeah. uh, killed the town when his yeah. incompetently run smelting plant <laughs> collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. But remember, this is the ship of dreams. A time of the past, a time of the uh. future. You, me, our family, Australia, we can all be Titanic too. That was disturbingly well done. It's burned in my brain. I don't think Clive Palmer's going to make any ground. I hope, my, I hope you're right. It's my, the same as the alt-right thing where like everybody is reacting with contempt, but I'm just a little bit worried. My pick is pressure. Clive Palmer won't make any ground because he's a busted flush already. But secondly, mm. he's not motivated by anger or hatred or fear. Yeah. So he's not going to tap into the things that these people want. He's really like... His whole thing is, I'm Senate... You're, That's literally it. Well, he's kind of dis. I agree that there's no like central fire to it, but he's disingenuously picked up. This is why I'm worried because he's disingenuously picked up a bunch of policies which he has no capacity to deliver, but which are forming the sort of tentpole of his campaign, like uh, lowering unemployment, building high speed rail, and all of this shit. That I think there could be a significant number of morons who can get baited into I that. Don't think his base get behind that kind of stuff. But it's not his base that I'm worried about. Yeah, but nobody else is going to vote for him. This well, is the thing. Like, he's hopefully. only. Ever, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. This is because th- this is. Remember, if if Donald Trump had not got into the Republican Party, yeah, he would not have been become the president. Oh, of course. Right. Not. If he was running as an independent, he'd have got nowhere. It was only the vehicle of the Republican Party that got him in. Plus, Clive Palmer's got his own thing going. Yeah, and because Pauline Hanson is still there soaking up well, that's true. all those weird dre- and I'd rather fucking Palmer than Hanson. Yeah, that's true. Right, because he is motivated by narcissism and greed, whereas well, not even greed, just narcissism. Yeah, really. Whereas she's motivated by evil and anger. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. So I think he'd be less damaging. Yeah, but yeah. but yeah, she's she's soaking up all that mad crap. There's not enough to go around for two of them. That's true. That's true. That's why Bob Catter's not going to get any further with his shit either. Bob Catter, you crazy son of a bitch. All right, well then, let's uh, call this an official sportsman's bet, and you 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 think that he'll make no ground. I have a troubling feeling in my loin that, so, he'll, that he'll pick up some of the people who are abandoning the libs. If Catter gets a seat... I'm talking about Palmer, not Catter. Sorry, if Palmer gets a seat. If yeah. either of them... No, if Palmer gets a seat, I'll take you to dinner at Chez Olivier. All right. I don't know what that is. It's a French restaurant, obviously. It's very nice. Sure. Do I have to offer something in return? I suppose I do. That's yes, how a bet that's works. how bets work. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll take you to... I don't know. I'll, I'll think. I'll decide. I'll take you out for dinner, though, to a decently priced... Good quality. It has to be Japanese for you, surely. Well, I was going to say Nihonshu, but I didn't want to assume. Nihonshu (laughs) is a very nice uh, bar slash kitchen. That'll do us. In the city. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's the year in review and the year to come. Uh, I mean, do you want to talk about the fish or do you want to close it out? 
Talk about the fish. Uh, right. We'll talk about the give fish. Give your topic a whirl. For 10 minutes. It's, I, it could have just spliced this into the year. We probably could review. have, yeah. I mean, we can just we'll include it as Appendix A. Yeah, Appendix A. Uh, dead fish. Uh, so, like, a million fish died in an algae bloom crisis in uh, Menindi uh, yep. and through the Murray-Darling area. That's okay. That's only our arterial waterway. Yes. I think you, people make too much out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I have a bunch of I have a bunch of shit here uh, to uh, talk about from the ABC. Just Scott Morrison doing his classic thing. Uh, I'm concerned today that some might want to play politics. He said, uh, he might want to make this ecological disaster into a question of politics. <laughs> Uh, from John Williams, uh, honorary professor at the Crawford School of Public Policy at the Australian National University. Uh, he blames mismanagement of the river system. I don't know what, what I'm quoting this from. Uh, he says, <laughs> awesome. the river is like a piggy bank. If you keep taking money out without saving for the future, you end up bankrupt and just when you need it the most. He's one of the many pa- people blaming over irrigation for this disaster. I believe over irrigation is something of a problem. Picking a uh, a weird but actually quite accurate metaphor of the piggy bank because only a fucking moron would keep their life savings in a piggy bank. True. But we are fucking morons as a country. Thing so. is, though, you don't really, like, gradually take money out of a piggy bank. Mm. You yeah. smash them. Yeah, that's very true. It's a central part of their uh, <laughs> construction and mythology. Uh, from the Moray Champion, uh, we get some information from Cotton Australia... Ah, well, I'm sure I'm critics. Well, yes, I'm sure the the cotton produced in Australia is Mm. a vital part of the world's cotton supply chain that we (laughs) can definitely sustainably farm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, (laughs) well, they say uh, cotton Australia is very proud of our industry that produces a quality fibre that is in demand both here and at home, here at home and around the world. This is in a statement responding to a massive ecological disaster. Yeah, this paragraph. But as an industry, we're growing very tired of being the whipping boy for all the problems that are being brought on by this crippling drought. They blame it all on drought. It's not drought. It's just it's local conditions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It's, it's, <laughs> it's a fucking arid country. <laughs> it's fucking... It's crazy that their statement spent, like, one paragraph being like, this is a tragedy that we've lost this, uh, you know, this these fish... And then immediately was like, and also sad is the way that we've lost crops and we're going to grow half as much cotton this year as we did last year, which I just finished rereading <coughs> Carrie Tiffany's Every Man's Rules for Scientific Living and how that describes the failure of wheat crops in the Mallee yeah. is almost identical to how this guy talks about cotton. Uh, it's fucking, it's, there's so much of this. Luke Simp- Simpkins, who is uh, the chairman of the New South Wales Irrigators Council, if you can believe in the existence <laughs> of such a body. As we approach the state election in March and the federal election in May, it is understandable that MPs seeking re-election and candidates seeking election will want to raise their profiles by allocating blame to the cotton industry. Yeah. Ultimately, it is their credibility that will evaporate hey. when they seek to deny the existence. suggesting that what happened to the river was evaporation? They have said that the reason they took so much uh, water out of the uh, the basin is that because it has high evaporation rates. So they're like, we'll take it out of the place that evaporates, thereby saving it from <laughs> evaporation. <laughs> Ultimately, it is their credibility that will evaporate when they seek to deny the existence of the drought, something that literally nobody has tried to do. 
and the lack of rainfall. And no one is denying the fact that you live in an arid environment. We're just questioning your decision to plant water-intensive crops there. Yeah, yeah. So basically, <laughs> we lost a ton of fish. We're going. It's going to happen again. Uh, people are predicting. They're predicting another. Uh, in the in this heat wave that uh, it will potentially... Oh, my keys. keys. They've been there for a month. Awesome. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of other little details. I'm rocketing through this. Uh, somebody wrote hashtag Barnaby on one of the fish and took a photo of it. I thought that was good. There was that great uh, uh, video of Jeremy Buckingham, former Greens MP Jeremy Buckingham, talking with two farmers on the bank of the river while holding one of the dead fish. And eventually he uh, doubles over and puts the fish down and goes off uh, frame to vomit. But the sound man, who is either an incompetent or a hero, depending <laughs> on your perspective, doesn't cut his microphone. <laughs> so as the farmers valiantly try to deliver the rest of the, the talk to camera, you can just hear him going... As you did that, I suddenly found myself... Um, having a like I don't know olfactory hallucination of like the just the rank odor of dead fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it left out powerful. in the Australian sun. Oh. It's it's a more powerful video than whatever the fuck they were going to be saying. Uh, the last thing that I want to say about it uh, is perhaps the most interesting thing. So at Miss Veruca on Twitter did a uh, thread about a story that her uncle, I think. Her, his, um, it's Ms. Veruca, Zay, uh, their uncle told them yeah. about uh, Cubby Station, which was a big uh, pumping uh, irrigation station that could yes. hold more than in the Sydney Harbour worth of water, essentially. So a fucking preposterous amount. And uh, how it was, a board was established to talk about the appropriateness of, of this fucking uh pumping stations still existing when it was threatening uh waterways and water reservoirs and uh barnaby joyce a young mp at the time was uh campaigned against shutting it down oh really and uh uh surprised me karen yeah 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 and uh basically tanked the uh the inquiry and then later became uh, the Minister for Water. It's not like Barnaby Joyce to only give a flying fuck about the people that are directly responsible for voting him into power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And his own personal enrichment, of course. Of course. So everybody at Miss Veruca, you can go check that out if you you want. Uh, It's just... It's despair uh, is what I feel at this. Just look... If we've got something where, say... Let's take a rice farm. Mm. If, if, If we've got an agribusiness or a university mm. or somebody who's running a rice farm for the purposes of trying to develop a drought-resistant rice mm. that we can grow without flooding the field. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, then, sure, that's fine. Mm. But if you're literally just decided that the cereal crop you want to fucking commercially produce is the world's most water-intensive... Yeah. ...and you choose to do that in Australia... By pumping hundreds and hundreds of gigalitres of water out of a fucking yeah. local waterway. A local waterway that is one of the main sources of water for most of the mm. heavily settled areas in this country. Mm. You, you're a menace and an idiot and you need to be stopped. Yeah. Possibly 100%. with force. <laughs> yeah. And people have been talking about this for a long time. Like, 
the Murray Darling Basin and like over irrigation and the cotton uh, <clears throat> industry have been targets of criticism for a really long time. But it's this classic thing of people being like, it's fine, there'll never be a problem. And then when the problem does manifest, it's an algal bloom event that sucks the oxygen out of the river and kills millions of fish or a million fish mm. of native fucking fish species. Freshwater cod. destroys the biodiversity of that fucking area. And for that to then be uh, projected to repeat soon and still nothing's happening about it. The fucking... The cotton industry people should be put in fucking jail. Well, nothing can happen while the coalition are in power. Yeah, that's it just nothing can true. happen or will happen. Yeah, because they're and firmly on the side. It's of the honestly government. unfair to expect them to do anything about it because their whole thing is we don't do stuff about this. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, why yeah. people vote for us. It's a central, <laughs> central part of their policy platform. Literally, the only thing that we all agree on mm. is that we don't do stuff about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We leave it to the notoriously rational actors of the Australian squatter class. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> man. We trust them to do the right thing. The guys who were so mental and corrupt, they made Ned Kelly into a hero, effectively, with yeah. their excesses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And incompetence. This sort of cartoonish evil that comes around <laughs> once a fucking lifetime. Just be more than a lifetime, once an epoch to give us Robin Hood and Ned <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent the coalition has to be gone before anything happens about it. I'm happy that uh cotton is continuing its proud tradition of being the most problematic crop. It really is, isn't it? And the thing is it's not although it is it's it's a good textile crop, yeah. it doesn't really produce any of my favourite wearable things. Yeah. I'm not mad about jeans. You know denim's a thing I have a very problematic relationship with and yeah. cotton shirts are fine, but they're not linen shirts. You know, yeah. I just I don't really I feel like we can do without wool and linen is really more than sufficient. And now we've got all this curious bamboo clothing bamboo, yeah. coming about. I cotton fiber can industrialized hemp. Really, it's not very good. I mean, this is where the mm. fucking stoners are probably secretly onto something quite profound in that hemp is by all accounts, a much more efficient crop than almost any other textile crop. Oh, it is indeed. It's a great so source of fibre for very little just, water investment. We could all just wear hemp around. Well, if it, if it could be fine. rendered uh, of a sufficient softness to be comparable to yeah. flax, then... I believe they've figured that out. And I'd be perfectly content with wearing a hemp suit. Yeah, cool. I don't... I don't not jute, a... though. I won't have jute. All right. Uh, you're welcome not to have jute. Uh, verboten. The Jude. <laughs> well, obviously we're still getting into our stride after yeah. two weeks of rust accumulating, but, um, you know, I think that was all right. Yeah. Listener, if you thought that was all right, or if mm. you didn't, but want us to know that you didn't, yeah. please write to us at uh, weaknessforbleakness at gmail.com. If my memory serves, that is the email address. That is the email address. Good. It's the title of the show and then and gmail.com. Then gmail.com. And uh, follow us at Week for Bleak on Twitter. You can do that as well. Although it's just episode updates. For now, but who knows? No, it's just episode updates. What one day 
Yeah. When we end up having an accident, Scott Morrison fights with a weakness for bleakness bot that somebody's put together, and then we get we get added into a response to that. And oh yeah, that's true. Also, we might look into getting one of those path program interns and paying them two dollars an hour to run oh, our yeah, social media the path program. That's something else. How did we not do a bit on the path? We're not going to now because no. we've started the wrap up. Yeah, but that's yeah. a thing that genuinely happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hungry Jacks internships <laughs> completely slipped my mind. Absolute monstrosity as well. Well, we'll get to it. Minister, Prime Minister for standards. The uh, <laughs> the coalition's war against the impoverished people and uh, all of our welfare apparatus is not going to go If away, you don't so make can... their lives unbearably miserable, yeah. then they won't be inspired out of poverty, Karen. That's true. That's true. It's scientifically proven. It's very rational, rational and uh, objectivist. That's right. Which, as we all know, is the true science of well, human behavior. Well, I mean, it is called objectivism. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be objective, <laughs> what, uh, what else are uh, you going to do? Uh, come on, Mr. Semantics. I'm surprised you guys missed that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big slip up. All right, let's get out of this fucking thing. Uh, Please enjoy. Is it, is it after the, I suppose this is season two of Weakness for Bleakness. Are we still using sense. the same outro from Leonardo's uh, Robot? I'll think about that and enjoy today's outro. Yeah. Unless it's the usual one, in which case, still enjoy it, but know what it is. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, peace and fucking, yeah. And uh, bye bye from. Now.